you're listening to the Skip and Josh Sports Show. Welcome to the Skip and Josh Sports Show. I'm Josh. I'm Skip. And uh, for those listeners who are tuning in for the first time, we just want to let you know why we're doing this show. Um, Skip and I have known each other for uh, well over 25 years, and we used to live in the same city in Montreal. I now live in Toronto, um, and so we don't get to see each other as often as we used to, but, uh, but we still do speak on the phone quite often, and most of the time we talk about sports. We've got our own take and our own opinions on sports. You're not going to find out, you know, scores from last night's game or anything like that because you can easily find that anywhere on the web. Um, This is really, it's a show about sports, but it's more a show about how sports affects us personally. People who know us personally um, have been telling us for years that why don't you just record your calls? They're like gold. They're like better than stuff that you hear on the radio, right? So that's what we're doing. (laughs) But um, I think for you, people who know you personally... (laughs) will know that you uh, things can really get under your skin <laughs> and and sometimes really little things kind of really bug you more than it would for let's say a normal person <laughs> but um, so I think for you this is like uh, it's your way of venting right it's a podcast therapy for you that's right uh, that's a very good description of it yeah. excellent like George's um, father on Seinfeld had the serenity now where you have podcast now I have this and um just to let you know also, we don't get paid to do this, but if there are sponsors out there that would like to pay us, we can talk to them. We won't turn them away. <laughs> Certainly not. So uh, with, with that uh, introduction out of the way, uh, let's, let's go to our first topic of the day. And um, we're going we're gonna to start with uh, last night's Habs game against the uh, Arizona Coyotes. Now, in the interest of full disclosure, there was a lot of sports going on last night. I did not watch any of it because I played my own ball hockey game last night. And um, I'll mention that I did score a goal and I am in a lot of pain today. Um, But I did watch all the highlights from all the important games. So I feel that I'm qualified to give opinions on certain things. I like your disclosure. I haven't watched anything. I'm ready to talk about it. Yeah, exactly. Beautiful. So all I saw was the first goal by Alexi Emelin. I didn't even see that one. Okay, so you can you can talk about the game then, and then I'll just give my two cents when you're done. Well, I missed the very beginning, but um, by the time I tuned in, the Habs, uh, it, they were up one nothing already. Uh, they dominated the game. It was like uh, they teams weren't even in the same league, to be honest. Uh, it was almost like a practice for the Habs. The score wasn't indicative of what the play was. The you know Arizona's two goals were basically kind of gifts that the Habs gave them, and the Habs could have had many, many more goals. They were all around the crease, especially Gallagher buzzing buzzing away i mean they had like one shift where the fourth line had arizona hemmed in for two minutes straight and a minute 30 seconds um they managed we managed the habs managed to change on the fly during that shift sending on other guys and it you know we just had the possession and you know galchenik scored a gorgeous goal weber scored a goal on a slap shot on the power play so i think uh price made his return got his first win in i don't even know when his last win was last november december whenever it was and um i think the fans went home happy shea weber was the first star so i think it's the first it's the first step of like i think we're probably on like let's say like you know they talk about like addiction right that's a 12-step process 
So like the first stages, I don't know what they are, but I know the first stage is denial <laughs> and the final stage is acceptance. So we're like probably on like stage four or five. So I think Subban is um, slowly being a little bit forgotten and Weber is going to slowly, you know, make his mark. Okay. And here are my takeaways from last night's game that mm-hmm. I didn't watch. Sure. Um, the Coyotes started a goalie from St. Hyacinth, Quebec, Louis Domingue whose goals against average, they, they yanked him halfway through the game. He was his brutal. Go- his goals against average so far this season is, is over 11. And I'm wondering if he had a lot of friends and family in the crowd and that might have made him uh, more nervous than he should have been. Well, it's funny. Like, maybe it did. He probably did have more tons of friends of uh, friends and family in the crowd. I mean, I'm sure he did. But, um, I mean, I don't have stats on this, but, I mean, anybody who follows the Habs knows that there is a long history of local, let's say, French-Canadian goalies that play on other teams who are garbage goalies who randomly make a start at the Bell Centre and stand on their head and play great. It happens all the time. So you almost expect it to happen, and then when they started shelling this guy, I was like, oh, I guess uh, that's not happening today, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and the, and the uh, goalie they brought in to replace him in the middle of the game his last name is Peters, and I'm wondering if he's any if he's related to um, the former NHL goalie Pete Peters, who, by the way, was the only adult I've ever known to have braces on his teeth. Pretty wow, wow, that's a hell of an observation. Well, I looked it up because I knew you would ask the question about Pete Peters, and he is not related to okay. Pete Peters. Although Pete Peters was fantastic in 1982-83, or maybe it was 83-84. Uh, stratomatic hockey fantastic <laughs> all right well this is insight you don't get on any, any other you don't. show so. who, who could even tell you about stratomatic hockey nobody nobody um which which reminds me actually um we should let the uh, listeners in on um on the fact that we do have correspondents all over the united states actually who will uh, be guests of ours on future episodes uh, we've got a correspondent in Philadelphia, another one in uh, Atlanta, another one in Buffalo. We even have one in Chicago. Um, Chicago, and, I forgot about him. Yeah, he's yeah. gonna be he's gonna be able to rant about the Bears. It'll be so good for him to be on with us. Yeah, and we do have one in Pittsburgh, but I don't know if we're gonna allow him on the show. I won't allow it. <laughs> um, all right. Well, the Habs' next game is Saturday. And uh, we'll probably talk about that game on our next episode. Yeah, big game against the Bruins. It's kind of a, I think the rivalry is a little bit played out right now. You know, they haven't, since that big playoff series a few years ago, you know. Well, yeah, Milan Lucic isn't on the Bruins anymore. He's gone. Chara's kind of old. Uh, and Dale Weiss isn't on the Canadians anymore. But there, there's so many new players. So it, it'll take a, I mean, it'll take a little while. To, if if they ever meet again in the playoffs, the rivalry will be back full full out. But, you know, until that day, you know. It's just kind of like a little bit of an extra special game, but it shouldn't get too crazy. The Skip and Josh Sports Show is back. Now we're going to talk about uh, last night's baseball game that the Cubs won 8-4 over the Dodgers. You texted me during the game. I was at ball hockey, but you texted me and you told me something about Lester and and pickoff throws. I'm going to tell you two things. It's funny because we're such big baseball fans, right? But... How often have either of us really watched the Cubs this year or paid attention to the minutia of the Cubs season other than knowing that they've had a huge year? That's why baseball's really interesting, especially I find this year and last year. The season is like a long, dragged-out thing in a way, and you, you only pay attention to your team, 
right? So me, I don't have a team, so I just kind of pay attention to a little bit of what's going on to everything. You, I don't know how much you follow the Jays. I don't think you consider them your team. Um, but, you know, so if you're in Chicago, you follow the Cubs. You're in L.A., you follow the Dodgers. You're in New York, you follow the Mets or Yankees. But um, when it gets into the playoffs, it's like a very, like, captivating you know, six weeks or, or however long the playoffs is around six weeks of, of baseball. It's so intense. It's so dramatic. It's like it really like I really get wrapped up in it. So that's why I was so shocked yesterday when I saw John Lester. And I was floored to not know that he he basically cannot field and cannot throw <laughs> to bases. <laughs> like, I mean, when you told me this, I couldn't believe it either. He's only thrown. They, they said the stat and I was like, no, they made a mistake. Then he said it again. I'm like, he just made the same mistake. And then he repeated it again. I'm like, I guess he didn't make a mistake. <laughs> so he's only made three pickoff attempts to first in the in the past season and a half. See, that would that would sound like he there'd be so many guys that would steal bases off him. <laughs> You'd think. So the Dodgers uh, did steal three bases last night. The leads that they take are enormous leads. They had 20-foot leads. <laughs> they were so far off the base that it's like i don't know why they weren't i don't know why they weren't stealing you know like it didn't really make sense that they weren't going all the time you know dave roberts made a point of saying we're gonna we're gonna like he made a point of saying we're gonna go out and this is what we're gonna do but then they just kind of bluffed right they didn't really try to go crazy on the bases they just took these big leads and it's not distracting lester because quite frankly he knows he's not throwing (laughs) right now now he is left-handed so it could be that the guys they're it, just fooled yeah. by his by his delivery, he and is, they think he is they fooled. think he's going to throw to first. Yeah, he is fooled, and he 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 compensates for not throwing to first by varying his uh, his release. So he holds the ball right. He holds the ball longer, and then the next pitch he holds the ball for a different amount of time, or longer, or shorter. Right. He he varies like how long he holds the ball like before he goes into his motion. So that you know throws the runner off in terms of getting their their jump, but. Um, <laughs> they're so far off the base. I mean, these guys are so far off the base. They actually, they have to come back to the base super quick when it's a ball, a called ball or a called strike because the catchers are throwing over to try to pick them off. And and actually, it looked like they, they did pick off one guy because, uh, you know, but then in the replay, they, they ruled him safe. And then the, the other backup catcher threw down and, and picked off a guy. But I mean... The leads were enormous, and I don't know why they weren't stealing more. It was crazy. And he can't field because they were trying to bunt, knowing that he can't field his position either. <laughs> but so, did anyone get on on those bunts? Um, not really, no. You know, it, it's, it's kind of useless because you're asking guys to bunt who don't really know how to bunt, right? You know, okay. asking Yasiel Puig, Adrian, Adrian Gonzalez is going to get up there and bunt? I mean, he faked Actually, like he was going to. Yeah, I know. I don't think it was last game or it was two games ago where they asked Puig to bunt. Yeah. And it was the worst bunt I've ever seen. No, Why is he even squaring the, around? He is, I mean, of all the guys, there's no way that guy knows how to bunt. He's like the most fundamentally unsound player like in the league, right? He's just he's just a raw, massive athlete who who can hit the ball a mile and throw the ball four miles, run like crazy, but like he has no idea. He's like a he's like an untamed beast, right? So there's no way he knows how to bunt. <laughs> so I just thought it was amazing that Lester they were trying to get in his head, but I mean he was he was on top of them. They were he wouldn't let them he didn't get rattled. And I don't know if he I don't know if he 
I don't know if he actually, like, can't, just doesn't want to throw to first, or if he, like, physically can't do it. Like, if it's, like, a type of Mackie Sasser, Chuck Knobloch situation, where he literally, like, cannot do it. Like, his brain won't allow his body to throw to first. I'm not sure which situation it is, to be honest. Well, and I, he, I would find just, it more interesting same... if it was a Mackie Sasser situation. That would be pretty funny. It's the same, I mean... Throwing from the mound to the plate is almost the same distance as from the mound to first base. Yeah. So he can clearly make that throw. Of course, he whatever. Can, he can probably game. he can probably throw him way more. They showed that the last time he threw to first, he threw wildly into right field, and it cost them the game. And then since then, he hasn't thrown to first. So. Well, as I didn't watch the game, I, I got home late, and I turned on the game thinking, okay, this was it was close to midnight. I figured the game's already over by now. I turned it on and somehow it was still the ninth inning because this game lasted well over four hours. Yeah, all these the play- Dodgers used seven pitchers. All these uh, playoff games are, are lasting. They took really, out their really starting long. pitcher in the fourth inning. So that explains part of it. So I watched the ninth inning and the Dodgers tacked on two runs in the ninth to make it seem like a close game, but it wasn't. But this is uh, this is what I did notice right after the last out. Contreras was catching at this point. They had taken out Ross, um, and right after the last out. As Contreras is walking out to the mound to congratulate the pitcher, the home plate umpire stops him and has a really long conversation with him, almost as if he was scolding him. Um, now, of course, I don't know what was said. And then, of course, Joe Madden comes out of the dugout and then goes over to the ump as if to say, what are you talking to my catcher for? The game's over. Um, and you had mentioned to me that a couple of games ago they had mic'd up the home plate umpire. So I'm wondering if they mic'd up the home plate umpire for this game and maybe next game Fox will let us in as to what was said at the end of the game because it seemed really weird to me that that conversation would be as long as it was. I'm gonna uh, lo- I'm gonna watch next game and see if they say anything, and also I'm gonna try to research it and see. It's interesting. I'm gonna try to research it and find out for our next episode what what was going on because that's pretty pretty interesting. See again, insight that you don't get on other shows. You don't get it. No, no doubt. Um, so I mean, the game six. I mean, it's Kershaw. So I mean, the Dodgers. Have their have their their make their big ace. So, I mean, great chance that it's going to go seven. So yeah, our fact checkers, other otherwise known as you, <laughs> can tell me if I'm wrong here. But I believe every game that Kershaw has pitched in in the postseason, the Dodgers have won that game. Yeah, this year, yeah, but not this year. not other years. Oh, other years he's been brutal. And certainly, even his numbers this year, even in the playoffs, even though he's won the games, he's been hittable. Um, oh yeah, he hasn't been dominant by any stretch. Yeah, so. But, I mean, but, I mean, if, if I had to pick who's going to win Game 6, I'd say it's the Dodgers. Of course. And I think it's going to go to Game 7 on Sunday night. And then we'll have Arietta against um, Rich, uh, Rich Hill. Is that Game 7? I think so, yes. Okay. Hi there. Skip and Josh will be right back. To get in touch with them, you can send them an email to skipandjoshshow at gmail.com. You can follow them on Twitter at Skip and Josh, and you can visit their website at www.skipandjosh.com. And now back to the show. The next segment will be about football. And um, again, I didn't watch the game last night, but here's here's why Thursday night games annoy me. Um, I had a, a wide receiver on the Packers in uh, fantasy football, as did you, and we're actually playing against against each other this week. So you used your receiver, which Jordy Nelson, you should start him every week. And he did nothing. Nine so yards. Got, nine so got, yards he got. Nine. So you got screwed. So now you're starting basically Sunday already behind the eight ball. 
I, on the other hand, the receiver that I have is, um, is uh, Randall Cobb. And I benched him because I was afraid that he would have a Jordy Nelson night. Well, of course, Randall Cobb had a great night. He had 17 fantasy points, and all of those are sitting on my bench. So both of us got screwed for the opposite reason yesterday. If we would have switched brains, you'd be winning. Right. <laughs> and, and in addition to that, I'm still doing the, uh, the pigskin pick'em where oh, I'm picking boy. against the spread. And so, so far this week, I'm already 0-1. By the way, I'm going to invite you to... Um, Why? You picked the Bears? I don't even I picked I don't even remember what the spread was. Wow. I think I think that I think the Packers were favored by quite a lot and I didn't think they'd win by that much. I thought they'd win, yeah. but not by as much as they did. And actually, you know what? It looked like a good bet for most of the game because the score was very low at the half and it was a very close game. So and for, the Bears for, were actually ahead at one point. Yeah. Yeah, but then uh, Hoyer got hurt and uh, they brought in uh ex-Eagle Matt Barkley. You know, someone in the locker room after hockey said that Chicago's up 10-6, and I thought he was talking about the baseball game. Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know what? Actually, I didn't even tell you this. I'm going to invite you to my pigskin pick'em league, which is basically just me. Um, and that way we can play head-to-head and see which one of us knows less about football. Yes, I can't wait to find out who knows less. So... You can't pick the uh, the game from last night, obviously. No. But well, we can start. start. We can. I can do. Can I start on Sunday only? Yeah, yeah. You can start on Sunday. Okay, send it. Because there's, me. by the way, there's a Sunday morning game this week. Don't forget. Oh, those are the best. Yeah, in London, England. <laughs> so, um, so I'll send you the link uh, as soon as we're done recording this episode, and um, and then you you we can see which one of us knows less. Yeah. Actually, I joke about the the London games, but. Um, a lot of football fans do like those London games because it just gives them an excuse to watch football literally the entire day, you know, like from nine in the morning till, you know, midnight. So, and if you're on the West Coast, phew, God, even better. You start at six in the morning. Well, tailgating, if you actually go to a game, like a one o'clock game, tailgating, I think, does start around six or seven a.m., which is ridiculous. That is craziness. Yeah. I remember I was, I went to um, a Cleveland Browns game one year. It was uh, actually against the Vikings, and Brett Favre was the quarterback for the Vikings that game. Right. Um, and we were staying in a hotel not that far from the stadium, and like around 7 a.m., we heard all this noise, and we were we wanted to sleep in. You know, the game's <laughs> not till one o'clock, so we yeah. wanted to sleep in. We couldn't sleep. So much noise. We called down to the uh, the lobby. What's going on? And they told us that that happens every Sunday with the tailgating. They start tailgating at like 7 a.m. So, I mean, go figure. <laughs> go figure. Yeah. I mean, if I did that, I'd be exhausted before the game even started. So, you know, I wouldn't be able to sit through a whole game. Yeah. And the funniest thing is, is that uh, I told you, um, well, as you know, I went to an Eagles game last winter. Yeah. Uh, Eagles Cardinals, if you, the listeners care to know. The Cardinals destroyed the Eagles. That was like David Johnson's big coming out party. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was there was the Sunday night football. It was the Sunday night football game. Oh yes, I remember so watching. So it was that. an eight thirty start. So uh, our friend Mark in Philadelphia, he was like, "This should be interesting." You know, like the the day before, he goes, "It's going to be really interesting tomorrow." I go, "Why?" He's like, eight thirty start." I'm like, "Yeah, well, it'll be cold, whatever." He goes, "No, no, eight thirty start just makes it means the tailgating is going longer. <laughs> it means the people are more drunk." That's crazy. Right? So, so they still come at 7 a.m. and oh, they wait all day. It's just, they just stay there longer. And it's intense what the people have. We were walking by. People have these huge big screen TVs built into their trunks <laughs> of their car. 
how do they even get a signal? Is I it, was is thinking like... the same thing as I was watching it. It must be some kind of internet stream or or something like that, you know. But um, they had like uh, as we were walking by, the guys were watching, you know, the it was the pregame of the game we were going to, which was the highlights of the the day, right? So, are there any uh, particular games this Sunday that you're going to focus on, or or not? Well, they're all bad games. Really, okay. really, like honestly, listen to these games, okay? You have the great London England game, the Giants against the Rams. I mean, come on, the Rams are the most boring team in the league. Cleveland Cincinnati, complete garbage. Washington Detroit, Oakland Jacksonville, New Orleans Kansas City. That one has a little bit of potential. Buffalo Miami. Jets, Baltimore, that's a great game if you want to tune in for interceptions. If you like interceptions and are a fan of defensive back play, the Jets, Baltimore could be a barn burner. Um, Indianapolis, Tennessee, I mean, they, I can go on and on. They're all bad, and the worst of all of them, Tampa Bay, San Francisco. It's too bad that Roethlisberger's injured because uh, New England-Pittsburgh would have been like the marquee matchup you know, of the day. Arizona-Seattle, the night game is good. So I'm pretty much, uh, I am going to watch. Uh, my son is already book time on the tv tomorrow at one o'clock to watch the eagles and the vikings and you know what's interesting about that game you know these those eagles fans are so notorious you know throwing snowballs at santa claus and all kinds of stuff i just wonder what kind of reception sam bradford's gonna get this should be interesting oh yeah that should be interesting yeah, actually should be really interesting to see well how he's gonna how badly the booing's gonna be although i mean like he wasn't bad for the eagles last year you know with all due respect to to brad to, to bradford i mean he was he was serviceable it was the coach that was complete i mean utter trash and he's proving it again by uh you know turning the 49ers into a heap of trash as well you know that last year um i actually started following this guy on twitter which was uh at Fire Chip Kelly. Really? Yeah, I still follow him. He, well, he, he got changed, his wish. Yeah, he changed his handle. Now it's something else. He you, he was fire. He was at Fire Ruben Amaro, and then when they fired Amaro from the Phillies, he changed it to at to Fire Chip Kelly, and now he's just like uh, Philly Sports. Do you know that Ruben Amaro went from being a general manager to, to like a, a first third, base yeah, coach? Yeah, I know. It's crazy. That's the it? weirdest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> I when I read it, I'm like, this can't be the same guy. It but is it the is same the same guy. guy. Yeah. He had a great Stratomatic card. Speaking again of Stratomatic, the one year Ruben Amaro had a great Stratomatic card. I think it was nineteen eighty four. Okay. <laughs> again, more insight that you don't get on any other show. Yeah, so I mean I'm gonna watch the, the Eagles uh, Vikings and uh, maybe it's too bad, you know? Buffalo Miami. Like, God, when we were younger, that was such a marquee matchup, you know? Marino versus Kelly. There was some crazy high scoring Buffalo Miami games. You know, it was it was those were the games that were prime time and it was it was so good. Now it's like Tyrod Taylor versus Ryan Tannehill, you know? Not exactly uh excitement. And you know what? The Bills are actually decent this they year. They are. They are. I, when they were 0-2 and, and they fired their offensive coordinator, I thought, why are they firing him? They actually scored a lot of points in their second game. And it was the defense that blew it for them. Yeah. That's but, what everybody uh, said. That's what everybody said. You know, and, and Ryan's not going to fire his brother. No. So, uh, especially but after, they're, they're, Especially they're, after the crack Bills video crew uh, did such a good documentary on the brotherhood. Exactly. Yeah. But meanwhile, they're 4-0 since, so maybe they're actually decent. Who knows? Well, last week it was so obvious that the Bills were going to win. Um, they it was the return of uh, Lash- of uh, Shady McCoy to 
uh, well, not his return, but the first time he was facing, you know, uh, his old team. <laughs> he was facing Chip Kelly last week in the 49ers, and uh, he just put took it to Chip Kelly, made him remember, like, boy, were you stupid for getting rid of me, you know? <laughs> like, he, he made sure that he had an awesome game when he faced Chip Kelly. Like, it was, that was, when I saw that McCoy was having a great game against the 49ers last week, I was like, wow, what a shock, right? The Skip and Josh Sports Show. They don't take your calls. So, Josh, are you going to tell us uh, what's bugging you today? You're kidding me? Boy, are you bugging me, man. I'm going to, when I get, I'm going to nail, I'm getting bugged now. Whoa, man. So, most recently, this applies to the NFL, but it does really, it does really apply to every league out there. Um, you might have heard in the news that uh, the whole Josh Brown uh, domestic violence abuse uh, case has been reopened and uh, now everyone is talking about uh, I mean he's not playing in this weekend's game well he's, every- he, they basically said he's not going to play ever again for the Giants so right which to me I'm fine with that um, but um, but what bugs me about whether it's Josh Brown or Adrian Peterson or any any professional athlete who commits a crime I don't understand why the league is the is the governing body that has to punish this player if, if it's if it's something that the player has done during during a game and it's illegal then sure suspend the guy but if if the guy has broken the law then it's the law the authorities the police who should arrest the individual and the, the person should have a trial because you're innocent until proven guilty and if they're guilty then they should be put in jail it don't don't tell me that oh you know you hit your wife so you get a six game suspension or you hit your son so you get a four game suspension i mean it's not the it's not the 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 problem of the employer to to mete out the punishment if if god forbid if i broke the law or you broke the law our employers wouldn't suspend us we'd get arrested and we'd be put in jail and that would be the end of it so i don't know why everyone makes such a big deal over well how many games is he going to get That's who true. cares how many games he's going to get this is more important than how many games he's going to get. You're absolutely right. And, and it's been bugging me for quite a few years because this all started when Goodell became the commissioner. And right away he started suspending guys. And I remember thinking the first two times where he suspended guys, I think it was guys on the Bengals, you know, DUIs or, you know, alleged alleged sexual assault, whatever. And I'm not defending any guys. And I'm like not defending players who are doing bad stuff and obviously we're not saying what they're doing is not wrong but i agree with you what you're saying is it's not the nfl's place to 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 be the judge and the jury right absolutely yeah so So as soon as goodell started suspending guys i was like well that's a slippery slope now he has to suspend guys no matter what you know what if what if a guy is like being accused of something and it turns out to be not true and then goodell suspends him and then then after they find out that uh you know oh yeah the girl made it up which happens right yeah, all the time. I guess not, right? So I mean, regardless, it should it should it should. But the be... Josh Brown thing is a little bit different because he admitted to everything. So I mean, even even okay, so he admitted to everything. So he should be arrested, and yeah. and then yeah. Well, the Giants have, have like, he hasn't the, had the Giants basically yet. let him go, right? Have they have they let him go already? Well, I think the 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 the, the bad thing about this is that the Giants are not are are benefiting from this because they not benefiting, but they're not being penalized in any way. The, they put 
they put Josh Brown on the commissioner's special exempt list, which is the same thing what they did with Ray Rice, which just means like, oh yeah, this player broke the law and we know he's a bad dude, but if you cut him, you're going to have to, it's going to affect your salary cap. So I'll put him on this special exempt list so you, the Giants, can keep your salary cap the way it is and sign someone without being penalized which is exactly what they did. They went out and got another kicker and they didn't have to worry about the contractual consequences because he's on this special list. I mean, I don't really have a problem with that because it's not the fault of the Giants that no, the, but the I mean, player on their that's team... Basically the same, it's the same old boys club. It's the same thing. That's Goodell doing a favor to the Giants' ownership because, you know, the Mara family has, you know, been in the league since 1927 or whatever it is, you know. So uh, we're going to close out this week's show, or this episode, I should say. We'll mention that this this actually is the point in the show where we would thank our guests and thank our sponsors. Today, we didn't have any guests or sponsors. Uh, if there are any sponsors out there that are interested in being a part of the show, this is how you can reach us. Or if there's any listeners that want to reach us for whatever reason, this is how we can be found um, on the web at www.skipandjosh.com. Our email address is skipandjoshshow at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at Skip and Josh. The Skip and Josh Sports Show is over now. Don't worry, there'll be another episode soon.